1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. The 77 Club, the Wolves podcast for the Gold and Black Army. Hello and welcome to episode 166 of the 77 Club. Harry, start with the socials. The Wolves 77 Club on Facebook and Instagram, at 77 Club Podcast on Twitter, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, subscribe and tell a friend. Dan Bayliss is here. Hello Wolves fans. And Jack Williams. I thought you were waving at us then. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Hi, Dan. <laughs> um, so we're post-international break, and what was it a win and a draw for England? Uh, Cody played in the win. So, I mean, we were going to do a podcast last week, weren't we, Harry? But you, you said no. We're going to save it till next week, so we've got a full podcast to listen to. Wasn't it because um, it's a? Wasn't it because it's your Mrs. Bur- Mrs. Birthday? Was that the reason? Yeah. Oh, also, yeah, the well, Newcastle and because <clears throat> all we're about to talk about is Newcastle, and it would in about a fifteen-minute podcast, wouldn't it? And Jack weren't there. Where was you, Jack? Uh, South yeah. Korea. Where were you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you go, Jack? Malta. Malta for a bit. Yeah, Malta. It's nice. Nice. Is it? Nice, nice. Get away. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. Good. And um, Harry, we'll start with Newcastle. And obviously, you weren't vlogging because you'd. You've packed away the camera, you, you've hung up your headphones in that respect, so it was obviously on the booze all day until Fang scored two and uh, the vlogging the camera, camera was out, uh, swiftly taken off the shelf, blowing off the dust and uh, doing a post-match reaction whilst everyone is waiting around going, where's Harry? We're trying to go to the pub and he's fucking talking to himself in the North Bank. Yeah, well you got to, haven't you? And uh, Good, <laughs> good performance. Know. I mean, the views, signs were just rolling around my head as soon as he scored two, let's be honest, but <laughs> Uh, uh, on the game as a whole, obviously we got soaked, didn't we? Um, we missed Newcastle's yes. goal. We missed Trinkhouse smashing the underside of the bar, but I did watch it back after. And it was a good win, but it's probably one of the worst performances, take away the Brentford one. Um, but it was we did what we needed to do, didn't we? Rowland, Huang on the day, combined really well, got the two goals. And if we're going to win ugly like that at home against teams like Newcastle, I'll take it all day. Uh, Dan, would you call them world-class finishes? Because I don't think they're far off. They were absolutely superb, I thought, in terms of placement and stuff. When you're used to looking at someone like Adama Traore just smashing it across the front of goal, and then you've got finesse into the corner on each foot as well, might I add, from Wang. It makes a, a really nice difference. 
Well, yeah, we've got a couple of players that will remain nameless for the time being that just sort of hit and hope. Trinkow. Composed. Nice finish. The keeper probably could have done better, but he sort of committed himself, didn't he? And Huang had that ability to just slide it around him. Lovely, lovely goals. Um, game on the whole, Harry's right. I don't think we were fantastic. Um, but Newcastle didn't create a lot. I thought, I thought the goal was a foul, in all fairness. A referee should be blowing them. But there we go. VR to look at it. He should have stayed down. He should have gone down mm. like an absolute sack, <clears throat> rolled around 18 times like Jota would have done. Mm-hmm. And we'd have got the foul. He shouldn't have tried. Which, which do you think was um, worse, Bayless, the weather or the performance? <laughs> uh, it's the weather. It is the weather. It so, so speaking of which, I mean, Jackie, you, you, pocket. you did the, um, <laughs> the, the t- <laughs> you did the textbook, didn't you, watching it from home? And I bet you were really glad you did. Nice, comfortable win. Um, feet up on the sofa, not getting <laughs> wet. I was thinking of you at the time. I thought, if I'm going to miss a game, this is a good one to miss, isn't it? When it's mm-hmm. raining horrible like that. Um, so, yeah, was it a soaking, were you? North oh, Carolina special? Bad. Yeah, really bad. bad yeah. Second half was all right, but first half it was torrential. Whole time. I think, did, we, did we go down on 35 36 minutes? 36 minutes? Yeah, we went down. Obviously, we wanted a beer as well, but <laughs> there was a big good excuse, the fact that we were all like, Drown rats. Harry had a pie as well because he had a heavy night the night before, didn't you? Oh, and it was a bit some... of a bender, wasn't it? Those two days, a bit of a two day bender, but just it's a nice pie. Anyway, so. I love that Harry pie. in our WhatsApp group put uh, lads eating's cheating. Completely oh, you had a pie, pie. time, You had a pie, mate. Oh, did I? <laughs> <laughs> no idea that was a that was a theme for the evening obviously we saved ourselves didn't we Bayless to go for a curry and um then we were out of action all last week so <laughs> yeah, I mean we'll very lightly touch on it but yeah we went for a curry after the game and uh guess both typhoid so <laughs> yeah so uh, we'd recommend the place but I'm sure it'll be shut next week um <clears throat> In terms of that performance, Harry, I know it wasn't the best, but are we starting to see glimpses of maybe a team that's starting to gel together quite well? <laughs> well, maybe, but the thing is, at the moment, the lineups are changing like, every week. We, I mean, Adama Traore couldn't get a look in again, which must be mm-hmm. something to do with the contract situation, which I know we're going to talk about. It was crying for him to come on, but like, I think because we scored the second, Bruno Lage thought, well, there's no point now. We're, we're winning, so... I think he'll start against Villa, but uh, that's another thing to talk about. And he's just not got his actual settled team yet, has he? He's been chopping and changing. He's played Dendonka and Matinho. He's played Neves and Matinho, Neves and Dendonka. He's played different wing-backs. Obviously, a lot of the changes come in the cup, but he's also made a lot of changes in the league too. And eventually, he's got to find his settled team, which should be sooner rather than later, hopefully. Um, Jack, is it a small squad syndrome? Because we're so used to seeing Nuno not making substitutions or until very late on. And I think Harry was right, Dendonka, 86 minute in this one. And Traora came on 90 plus three, which is just seems a complete waste of time. Yeah, I think they were both time-wasting substitutions more than anything, weren't they really? Um, but yeah, I was surprised he didn't change them any sooner. Um, but it was a mixed game, actually, on a whole. I think there were some very, very good performances in there and some really poor performances in there. Obviously, Huang and Jimenez were were brilliant. And the way they linked up, and you, you mentioned already, his finishing was brilliant. It's nice having a player who seems to be able to finish, probably like Jota could, really, when he was on his day. Um, so that's a promising early sign. Still early days yet, though. Um, I think the centre-backs did well uh, overall. I think, you know, we looked relatively solid. The goal was a bit of a weird one that we let in, as you guys have touched on. Looking back on it, I don't think it was a foul, to be honest. Even if he had stayed down, Saar, I think we might have been pushing on luck there. But whatever, we scored anyway. Uh, and I thought Trincao was was rubbish. If you look at if you watch Trincao, obviously he has that chance to to score just like where he should have scored just before yeah, they scored. Have, yeah. So then we we get the ball, ball ball back and have another go, 
And Trincao is the one who loses the ball for them to, to go on the attack and score. So he's messed up twice in the space of about yeah. 90 seconds or so. So, yeah, that's just not good enough, really. And I thought the wing-backs didn't offer much, really. Mm. And probably haven't for quite a while now. If I don't know. Don't attempt down with saying something about Don't team up. I think fair. I think Marcel and Samedo both uh, didn't offer very much against Newcastle. But we got the win because other players sort of carried us through. Bayliss, do you think Marcel has sort of had his run in the side now? I just don't know what to think anymore. I've I've banged on for months, if not a year, about the wing backs, and now we're in a bad position with them. I've been poo pooed. The entire thing's been brought down by poo poo twice this week. So <laughs> it was it was I funny. Am, sad I am, I am not it, so. saying anymore <laughs> because everyone knows my thoughts. If you yeah. listen, if you listen to this more than once, you know exactly what I think, and I'm not just going to regurgitate the same old crap. It was funny because me and Sam were just wincing every time he made a mistake, and he made a lot on the day, didn't he, Samado? Well, and he was, was there one way he tanked it straight out? <laughs> yeah. Did he? Is that that? Yeah. I think I don't know if it's because he had Trinkau in front of him. I think he links up quite well with Trey. All right, that's probably <laughs> why I want to see him. Any excuse? Going to play Brexit in a minute. Well, it's either him or Hoover, and I think we'll keep plugging away with Samado. I mean, he could have five goals this season if he could finish. Marcel, I think um, it's time for eight Nori, isn't it? Like he's done well, Marcel. He's, he's done well not to get injured. He's had a good little run in the team. But I think eight Nori in there. Someone who can cross the ball when he gets in the positions and goes over the halfway line. <laughs> Jack, you look yeah. like you want to dive in there. No, I was just thinking, just thinking back on it. Marcel did go over the halfway line and it was when Newcastle scored. Because <laughs> 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 it, it, it was a ball from Nevers, I think, which uh, got cut out, which Marcel was going like a train onto. And then he's got to try and get back and he's obviously got no chance. Um, so... Yeah, what was I think? Eight Nori. I'd, I'd like to see, see Eight Nori having a go. He's just a bit exciting, isn't he? I mean, mm. particularly against teams like Newcastle at home, he might have offered that little bit of extra spark, really. Particularly when, it, as I said, the wing backs aren't really performing. Um, so yeah, I think well, we're probably going to have to start rotating, really, because with the way the uh, the centre back situation is looking oh, going God. into December, all these players who are staying. I mean, Eight Nori might go actually. Hasn't he? Somebody said. Um, yeah, he might. Yeah, he so, could actually go if he chooses yeah. to. I can't remember so, which team it's for, but. Everyone's going to have to start playing their part, but the you know. yeah, that's it. I think you're right. Yeah, um, Harry with his two assists against Newcastle, Raúl Jiménez registered his fiftieth goal involvement in the Premier League. Thirty-five goals, fifteen assists, twenty more than any other Wolves player in the competition. Um, we said last week or week before last that we wanted to see more from him. He needed to be doing more. He needs to start kicking on now, and he's done exactly that. Yeah, although he didn't score, it was his best performance, wasn't it, by a country yep. mile this season. Um, he was everywhere and some of his... That, that turn he did for the second goal just took Newcastle by surprise and he put a great ball through. And the pass for the first goal was brilliant too. Mm-hmm. And let's just hope he can continue that. We did say, didn't we? we? He needs a goal and let's hope he kicks on. And he scored last game, played really well against Newcastle. And let's hope it goes continues like this because, I mean, I've already said I, I dropped a bollock really because I was saying it. I think it's about time he got dropped for Fabio, but he's proved me wrong and I hope he can continue doing it. <laughs> um, Bayless, do you remember that? From Paul, Harry. Adama got something to prove against his old team. Uh, this is like at Villa, so we'll, we'll talk about that in a sec. Um, do you remember Harry and Bayless when we came out the ground and there was that fuming Geordie guy who was shouting, uh, you yeah. shouldn't even have got a point. Do you remember him? <laughs> Yeah, was he, was he from the West Midlands? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never. 
Yeah, it's like having a, a Midlander in London, isn't it? Well, he was um, he was extremely depressed then, but I bet he's the happiest bloke in the world right now after their takeover. So we got him at the right time. We we beat him before they become the new Man City. Was there a standout player, Jack? Um, it's either Huang or Jimenez, isn't it? I mean, Huang's finished two chances, which fall into most other players. You'd say were only really half chances. There's no way mm-hmm. Traore or Samedo would have buried probably either of them. <laughs> so no, you've got to, give, I think you've got to give him one of the matches for his finishing, really. So yeah, I've got an interesting stat actually, only because I heard Mikey Burrows mention it. So I'm just going to nick it off him. But did he say it three times? What <laughs> did he say it three times? I don't get it. I don't get that. But okay. Um, <laughs> he just shouts everything three times, doesn't he? Sorry. Oh, right. Okay. Sorry, I thought that was some joke. I didn't get um, it. Kind of was. So that's the first time. <laughs> that's the first. That's the first time that we have scored in the opening twenty minutes of the game since surely in the FA Cup. Oh my life! When was the last time in the league game? Oh God knows. Live today. Surely, surely, surely in league. Division four, probably. Yeah. Oh, league game, probably back in the championship, isn't it? But that's mental, isn't it? Like, what, what, it's gone like what was Arsenal? Like was that nine it? months? You know, without scoring yeah, in the first twenty bad. minutes, and that's even only in the FA Cup game. At least we got yeah. rid of that hoodoo. Uh, let's move on to uh, Black, not Black Country Derby, a West Midlands Derby. Um, next up, and we're all going to Villa Park, aren't we? Apart from Harry, he's babysitting. Um, hey, and lucky. Yeah, you should have done. Can you do that? Could you have to buy a ticket? Uh, I think you'd have to buy a ticket, yeah. Could have took him in like a suitcase or something, couldn't I? Just yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's really easy to go to grounds with suitcases. Yeah, yes, I like it. Yeah. There's a special express queue for those, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you want to catch up with your wave perspective, um, Harry caught up with uh, Will and Baz um, for that. So um, that's on the YouTube channel now. He's put that up, I think, last night. You want to go and check that out. If you're listening to the podcast, here it is. Right, for this week's Away Perspective, we are joined by Baz and Will from Talk of the Trinity. First of all, lads, cheers for coming on. Thank you for having us, mate. Much appreciated. Yeah, good to be here. Brilliant. Uh, first of all, I'll start with you, Baz. The big news in the summer was Jack Grealish Gre- leaving. You brought in a few signings, Buendia, Ings, Young, I think, was it Bailey as well? Yeah. How has it gone without Grealish? And are you happy the way you've coped since that transfer? I think we've coped as well as you can do, really, in terms of Grealish once in a generational talent, really. And mm. realistically, I don't think we were ever going to be able to replace him with one player. So we pretty much spend a hundred million on three or four players. And it's going to be a completely different system because a lot of our players, especially in the earlier years of the Premier League, when we got promoted again, was get the ball to Grealish, he'll do something and then we might struggle. So we've kind of had to change the system since getting rid of Grealish and the players we've brought in have enabled us to try a few new different things tactically that we might not have done under Grealish. So as well as it can do, considering how great a player he is, and obviously you'd rather have him in your team, but we're doing all right. Yeah, I'll bring you in on that, Will. You you agree with that? I agree completely. I think, you know, if you you looked at Villa Twitter at the time, you probably thought that Aston Villa was going to crumble to the ground and (laughs) would be reduced to ashes. But we're doing quite well. I mean, we probably should be doing better than we are at the moment, really, given some of the results. But I'd take 10th place at the moment without him. It's funny you say that, because my next question was going to be, as I go back to you, Baz, is uh, what, what are your expectations for this season? What were they before the season? And are they still the same? I would have had about 10th, 
to be mm. honest. I mean, in terms of last season, we were 11th. So I suppose 10th isn't a hugely optimistic leap, I suppose, if you're looking at it like that. But with Grealish going and having to, you know, almost start again, really, without him, because he was just such a big part of the team. I, I think this season, I, I think there'll be acceptance from most fans of stability. I think mm. next season, I think, is when the real kind of pressure will come from the fans in terms of looking to go up the table. And, you know, as we've seen from our friends up north at Newcastle over the last few days, yeah. there's be a new player coming in. So you just need to take advantage of the head start that we've got. So, yeah, I think this season we should roughly about where we are now. But, yeah, next season, I think, will be the real kind of pressure test and the expectation will be to be challenging for Europe. Yeah, and, and Will, from, from a Wolves point of view, as a Wolves fan, who should we be looking out for? Who are your key players this season? Who are the biggest threats? Um, well, I think our, our most consistent player, or two of our most consistent players, you're quite lucky, are on international duty. Douglas Louise has been ah. since coming back into the team. He came back as a, a holding midfielder. He played football manager. He was a deep-lying playmaker rather than a, a breaker-up of play. But he won't be playing because he's had a late call up to Brazil. And Emmy Martinez has been outstanding in mm. goal. I, I normally, and you'd probably imagine that I'd go for the Danny Ings or the Ollie Watkins. I actually think that the two danger men for us are going to be Matty Cash and uh, Matty Target, providing he doesn't go off injured because of Dharma Trail race. Because <laughs> yeah. he normally does. But I think those wing backs changing to the five in midfield, those two could cause some problems dependent on the formation that you play yeah and uh baz what are your thoughts on walls from the outside looking in what what's your opinion you know bruno large new manager we've had an okay start to the season just a point behind you guys what's your thoughts on us from the outside looking in i would have been more confident playing you a month ago it seems like yeah. in terms of the results have began to pick up i think jimenez getting back into full fitness is obviously a massive boost for you because from, from the outside looking in it did seem like last season perhaps Wolves tailed off a little bit after Jimenez got injured he's great mm. yeah, yeah I mean really, really good holding the, the lineup and yeah a, a new manager I think it links with the chairman I think in terms of you, you could say how he got the job maybe a bit of a surprise but does seem like that the performances were okay at the start of the season without the results kind of mm -hmm. from what I saw but now that the results are beginning to turn in, I mean, it's great to play Newcastle this early in the season. I mean, we had fun when we played Newcastle early on. So if you're looking for a win, that's always a good place to start. But I, I think I, I'm not too worried about Traore. Uh, he, he never seems to play very well against us. Um, yeah. But, oh. You jinxed it now. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, all right, Hatchery. Thanks to you, Will. Is, it, is there anyone you fear apart from Traore and Jimenez? If you yeah, do fear I think, them. I think you've got some great players on paper and not just on paper, really. I mean, Ruben Neves is a quality midfielder. I'd, I'd have loved us to have had a, like a cheeky bid for him. I'm not saying that he would have come to us, but when we were pushing on trying to spend some of that Grealish money and we were linked with Ward Prowse, it would have been a statement of intent. Um, mm. Moutinho seems to to play well as well, despite being like 49 or however old he is. <laughs> yeah. 
Raul Jimenez watched him against Newcastle and the way he was playing in regards to dropping deep, getting the ball, linking the play, it was very Harry Kane-esque. And you sort of think, you can understand why Man United wanted him previously. It looks as though that injury hasn't got the better of him, which is obviously great to see. Because mm. you hate to see players go into their shell because of injuries that they sustain. But um, you'll have to excuse me for for my uh, ignorance. The new mm. signing that you brought in that scored two goals against Newcastle, him and I think someone like a Daniel Podence will cause mm. us problems because of their pace. Yeah, Huang Hee Chan, he's actually keeping Podence at the team, arguably, at the moment. So, okay. yeah, he's, uh, he's on fire, as you saw against Newcastle. But, two great um, yeah, uh, so, so lastly, lads, put you on the spot a bit. Can you both give me a score prediction? How do you think it's going to go? I think it's going to be a close game. As, as I said, Arav would have played you a month ago <laughs> before you got going. It's, it, it's in terms of, it's a derby game, but it's obviously not each of ours kind of closest yeah. derby. So it's kind of got that slightly different atmosphere, but obviously both teams want to get a result. Mm-hmm. Put me on the spot, I think it'll be a draw. I think it'll be one all in terms of, I, I think both teams will be going in fancying their chances of getting a win. But I think in terms of, because we've got a couple of players who might not be playing because of international commitments, that kind of slightly re- reduces the quality of our starting eleven we could put out. And consistency has been a big thing for us. Being able to consistently put the first choice eleven on the field has been a bit of a struggle for us. Mm-hmm. So I'd say one all, but I can see if it is going to be a win either way, it's going to be by the odd goal. Fair enough, Will. I think I think similar. I think it is going to be a draw, but I think there's going to be a couple more goals in it. Um, with us having Jed Steer in goal, I'm never 100% confident. Though I also think that it won't be long before Watkins and Ings click together playing up front. So with us missing a few key players, I'd take a draw. I'm going to go. I'm going to go two-two. I think. Brilliant. I'll take that. I'll take a draw all day, lads. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, so lads, thanks for coming on. Obviously, we're about to do something on your channel too. And uh, yeah, best of bad luck for the weekend, of course. <laughs> there seems to be in the comments section on YouTube, Harry, um, there's quite a quite a bullish mood from Wolves fans at the moment, thinking that we're sort of going to pick Villa off. They're going to sort of come at us and we're going to do a job on them by looks of things. I, I, I disagree. I, I'm quite nervous about the game. Good, that Every means year we've gone to Villa the last few years, I've been quite confident we'll win. Um, we've done all right there, haven't we, in recent times? I remember winning lockdown, the lockdown we didn't then we drew yeah. nil-nil, I think, at Villa Park, the, the, recent, the most recent one, when Sace missed yeah. a sitter. But no, I'm worried about this. They've, they've, I mean, I know they lost Grealish, but I've watched a couple of their games this year. They look decent. I know they're only a point ahead of us, but they're a threat. they got Ings and Watkins up front, who, you know, they both score a goal on their day. We just got to get their defense. They've got a bit of a dodgy defense, and it could be a quite a high-scoring game. I'd just, uh, I'd take a point, put it that way. But it's going to be a really tough game. Um, Bayless, it does seem a lot closer than maybe both sets of fans probably feel it is. It'll be five wins for Villa, three for Wolves, seventeen goals for Villa, twelve for Wolves, four clean sheets each, and that's a Premier League record over the last twelve games. So, actually, over a long when we were shit as well, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you when you look at that over a longer period of time, and they had Grealish during you know maybe half of that time so it's, it does seem a little bit more balanced than it probably feels yeah i think it is i think it's going to be an interesting game of football they've they are playing well that's one thing to say for it and they have got two lads that know where the goal is but it looks like we're getting to the point where so do we 
I think if if Jimenez had still drawn a blank and we had, we'd have just had a draw against Newcastle, I'd be a bit more pessimistic. But Wang definitely knows where the bloody goal is, and Jimenez is looking a lot better, and they're both linking up well. So I think there's actually gonna be a game of whose defence is worse. Who has a better game between Mings and Cody? They are best mates, though, as well, aren't they? Yeah. It's, it's, uh, who, has, it's who, has, who has the worst game? Our defence or their defence? The old boy house. Remember, he's, he's, he's goal against Man United. He scored the other day. Yeah, yeah. yeah, good goal. That. You're watching bang ahead of how, how is he playing in the Premier League? Like, I don't know what's happened there. It gives, it gives us a little bit of hope, doesn't it? Because we know what Is he doing. playing every weekend? Is it house every weekend? <laughs> it is. Um, starting 11, Jack. I mean, you touched on um, it previously, but just give us a starting rumor. eleven. I mean, I think I mentioned this off air, but Trinkau can't play. I don't think can he because he's COVID, COVID or he tested yeah. positive for COVID and still, yeah. still is isolating. So I think then the front three picks itself. Really, I don't think uh, Podence has done enough to you know claim a stake in the team yet, uh, from what I've seen. So it's going to be Juan Jimenez and Traore, which I think you know is on paper is probably our strongest front three, isn't it? Um, and it's probably going to be the same then. I know we just mentioned Marcel and Aitnori, Nori, but I, I can't see it changing. I think it'll still be the same. Nevers and Matinho in the midfield and then just the same uh, back five. Maybe we will try and play on the break then. I mean, if you've got Huang and and Traore to run down the wings, you might as well sit in and just bloody oof it. And if one drops, it's only one mistake from a defender and you've got bloody quick bloke and someone that knows where the goal is and then Raul charging up through the middle. I wouldn't be surprised at all if, if Wolves let Villa come at them for 15, it's, 20 minutes. I honestly, with Harry, I'm a bit nervous about it and I honestly can't call it either. I think it's one of these that could go either way. It's mm. probably two teams that could, could both end up coming away with a win or coming away with nothing. And I think a, a draw seems a fairly safe bet. I think Villa will be up for it. And let's be honest, they're a lot better than the Villa that you know first came up and just avoided relegation because they've had good transfer windows and they've invested. Even when what they've is lost one Grealish. of those? I don't know. What is, don't it? Know. What is a good transfer? Well, they invested it's, it's, because they sold Grealish, didn't they? Let's be honest. So they yeah, spent the money. Yeah. Question: but, you know, Are we going to get held behind after the game? Probably. probably the what, autographs and <laughs> trained. Yeah. Um. Probably a conversation with Talking of Villa, Paul and talking of new signings, they've got that winger, haven't they? Bailey spent a bit of money on him. He's been injured the last few games, but he might come back and he's a baller. So hopefully he's still injured. But Paul seems to think he might be back. But and also on the away perspective, I know you three haven't heard it yet, but people who are listening would have. They they're worried that their goalkeeper Martinez won't play and Douglas Deweese in midfield won't play mm. because but we've got Raul as well, who's travelling back. He plays 3am Friday morning UK time. And I'm, I think they do as well. And are they going to... I think Raul will come back and play because he's done it before, hasn't he? But, make it. Well, you don't, well, Where's he playing? I think he might. El Salvador or somewhere. Yeah, well, I, I think he might just fly somewhere back. Somewhere in South America. Jump off the plane, straight to Villa Park, <clears> have his kit on ready and just run straight onto the pitch after 10 minutes. <laughs> but yeah, oh, the Villa fans yeah. seem to He'll think... still be Martin better than Silva. <laughs> yeah, the Villa fans seem to think Martinez and Douglas Ruiz won't play, which tells me Raul won't. But there's no indication from the Wall social media that he won't play, is there? So Space strange one. But it, for us, I hope Martinez and Luis don't play for Villa because, as you heard on the way perspective, they're like they're two key players and they're like pretty gutted that they're away on internationals. But for us, Traore's got a start for me. You mentioned about Trincao. I know he hasn't played the last few games. It's probably because of his contract. But get him in there. Run up their left-back target, who he gives absolute nightmares to when we've played him before. And hopefully he can uh, put the ball in the back of the net or get an assist. 
And to be fair, the social media team at Wolves might have some information about Raul, but obviously they're too busy talking about esports to um, actually <laughs> schedule it in and find some space for it. So, you know, the priorities have got to be right. Um, let's have a look at a score prediction, Bayliss. A one all draw. A one all draw from Bayless. He's too deep in thought about his train times now. And he yeah. think, he's like, <laughs> oh, wow, which train am I going right. to tell you? That's right. It's one of those that could I'm go anywhere. to be back for Strictly. So I'm just going straight down the middle. <laughs> I would like to be back for Strictly as well. <laughs> um, Jack? Um, I think 2-2. To be honest, I think score draw. Is, um, that's probably being a little bit hopeful. I think it could easily go either way, as I said, but 2-2. Uh, two, two. Um, Harry? Yeah, 4-1 Wolves. <laughs> and I'm, I'm uh, nice. going with, uh, of course, 2-1 Wolves. Let's get your latest betting odds and ticket news. Hi, this is Gareth. This is some daft shite in the high street. I'm speaking to someone who got picked on in school for him ginger hair. Hi, this is Gareth. Welcome to the 77 fucking high street club. Is that right? That jump was minging anyway. Hi, it's Gareth. This is the 77 club. Hello, betting fans. Um, hope this finds you well. A uh, couple of... I've done some scorecasts as normal, but uh, there's a boosted odd. Jimenez to score a header, 10 to 1 on Skybet. Like that. Oh, I think I think is he going to take his headband off, though, isn't he? He's mm-hmm. <laughs> coming. He's going to get. I fancy he's going to get one. Um, and then I haven't put him in the bets. Brilliant. Uh, 1 0 Wolves. Sace to get the goal because he's a shit house and he missed the one the other year. 120 to 1. Do you know what? When we need a goal, it's surprising how often Sace pops up with the he goal. He does, actually. Yeah. It's true. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, 2 1 Wolves. Traore first goal. 60 to 1. I'm having that one. I'm having that one. A, uh, a Desmond 2-2 and Huang to score first, 75-1. to one. Is that it? 75? Yeah, it's not, it's not very good. Are these sky this, best this proves, Yeah. Just checking. Proves how weird it is. Last, last one is uh, Semedo to score first, one all draw. What do you think? 300-1. to one. I see, sure, like 150. 200. Yeah, 195-1. to one. Yeah. Short mm-hmm. this week. Tight, isn't it? Tight. Even think, though we're... We're twelve to five. We're like better than two to one. Really good okay, price. Okay, yeah. So I don't know why the scorecasts are so short, but there we go. Um, Jack has some ticket news. I do, I do a little bit anyway. Um, so looking ahead to the home games, I think the Everton games on Monday night. For anybody who didn't know, Monday night football, which is really oh, so inconvenient for everybody. Oh, it's annoying. On the first of November, and that's basically sold out. I had a quick look, and there's a couple of singles knocking about, but um, you know you'd have to be quick there. Uh, the away games. There's been so many people asking for Villa tickets on Twitter, and there they've been. You just, <laughs> have you noticed? They're just people are just just yeah, really desperate for them. But that's sold out officially, obviously. Leeds away is also sold out, but I have some information for the Palace game, which is on the 6th of November. Allocation of 2,866. I know, it's such a shit away game, isn't it, Palace? No, it's the first day that day. <laughs> no, it's Harry Mountain's oh, birthday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's why none of us are going to be there. going to be there. Yeah. So we go, we, we're going to go to his party. party. Yeah. So, um... I'm going to fall in the canal. <laughs> before, before the party. I reckon, the party, I, reckon yeah. I, can, I reckon I can do both. Fall in the canal and go to Palace. See, I I thought I I thought this through, and I thought like, can I go? Can I not go? Because it's I'm going off topic now, but basically, Palace is Croydon, isn't it? And to get back from Croydon to the West Midlands, it's going to take at least three hours. So if we left at five and had no traffic, the earliest we'd be back is eight. 
you'd probably get back. Right. Out, you'd probably get to the party about it'd be, nine. It'd be maybe. nine o'clock at the earliest. We'd be there. It's I don't about think it's a twenty-minute drive. It's about a twenty-minute drive from my. It's house. not a twenty-minute drive. It's definitely three hours <laughs> from no, to Palace. To Palace. And I reckon if I leave, bang it's, on full time. It's getting, getting away. Drive. Getting away from the ground, isn't it? That's going to be the problem. Anyway, I'll be at Harry's, Harry's party for quarter past eight. I don't think you will. I think morning. you're being optimistic there. Um, Anyway, that's another conversation for off-air, but um, <laughs> allocation of 2,866, uh, £30 for adults, £20 for concessions, uh, available to gold, season ticket, gold away season ticket holders as of Friday, silver as of Monday, and on the point starting with 1,070 as of Wednesday. Got there eventually. Lovely stuff, expertly done as always. Um, let's move on now to the Newcastle takeover. Um, if the question is, what is worse than Mike Ashley? Is it ever murdering um, Saudi Arabia? <laughs> yes, that's essentially the question. Um, Three hundred five million pounds. Let's start with that. Um, wh- where do you think they got that figure from, Harry? That seems like a lot of money for a, for a club that it's obviously what Mike Ashley wanted, and he's got what Crazy. he wanted. Is it? And um, obviously, I'm not the most educated on all this shit, but they've had to promise, haven't they, that it's not links with the Saudi government. It is some kind of. <laughs> We promise. We promise. Organisation. <laughs> what him? Oh, what, what it has done, though, yeah, it has yeah, upset yeah. the Premier League, hasn't yeah. it? I think they called a meeting straight away as soon as the deal went through, didn't they? So the big boys at the top are not happy that there's bigger boys in town and it's winding people up. And this is modern football, lads. It's going to keep going and going, isn't it? And they're going to be someone even richer, if that's even possible. Take over well, I don't know how you say that, isn't it? Like, isn't it the combined wealth of the Premier League is absolutely nowhere near the? Is it three hundred and twenty billion? I think this the PIC group is worth, and when you think, I think it's Man City's is thirty two. Is it thirty two billion or something? So it's it, it's an incredible amount of money, Bayless. Are you going to become a Newcastle fan off the back of it? <laughs> vast. Well, the thing is, they've, they've claimed this three hundred billion, but that's the that's one part of the whole collection of people that have bought this single wealth so it's not a guarantee it's not a guarantee that they're going to spend billions and do a man city this guy isn't going to just empty his coffers immediately isn't will isn't it been uh, quoted as they can they can spend up to 198 million in january and still be within financial fair play because obviously they're so tight under ashley yeah they've got this massive what's that four or five really good players if they can attract them it's it's the wages that do it not as much the billions and billions like we've got billions if we wanted if the Chinese wanted to spend it. It's that if you want to run a club at such a massive negative. Jack, what do you think's worse? Um zero hours contracts at Sports Direct or <laughs> murdering foreign journalists? Which would you think is worse out of that? Um I would probably say the murdering foreign journalists. Is it you t- yeah. you it's fairly close? Well like chopping people's hands off and stuff like that. that. And didn't Jack, back. didn't you think uh, you think Newcastle are gonna get relegated anyway, don't you? I mean, well, this that. this is the thing. I think That's everyone's getting, that, little, yeah. getting a little That's bit carried away. Room, everyone's getting a little yeah. bit carried away. And which, you know, fair enough. I'm sure the Newcastle fans are very happy. I know they didn't like Mike Ashley. One thing that annoys me about that though is everyone thinks they've had a really bad time and the lowest they've finished in the last like twenty years is first in the championship. It's not that bad. <laughs> Is it? Would you, it might be bad yeah, because you think for some reason pyramid. you should be top six, but it's it's you know I think we've had worse times and lots of other clubs have. But granted, you know Newcastle had had have a big fan base and you know want to be pushing for the top. It's but just, I don't think it's been quite that. Whilst we're moaning about it, it's just the absolute utmost of hypocrisy again from the people that run football, isn't it? Like we've had it with racism and then them fining Hungary twenty p for being racists, and now yeah. it's going to be exactly the same with this situation. So rainbow laces. No homophobia in football, fantastic causes. Oh, yeah, but that 
the people that have just bought that club for 300 odd million quid. Yeah, you're not actually allowed to be gay in that country. So that's yeah. the message. That's the message that football and the Premier League are now putting across. You can wear some some rainbow laces and we'll all support a cause. But when it actually comes down to it, fuck it, we'll have the cash. Are you saying that Harry can't wear his pink shirt now? Or Saudi Arabia? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it as it is. If you want to actually support whatever the cause be it may be, be it getting rid of racism or getting homophobia or welcoming gay people into football, don't let allow a club to be bought by people from a country where it's illegal to be to gay. To be fair, though, it sends the wrong wild. message, doesn't it, really? I don't think it took yeah. ages for them to accept this, because I'm sure about a year ago they tried to buy it and the, the Premier League said no. Yeah, didn't they? They, I think <laughs> they was pushing so long to, um, to accept it. So I, I, It is quite funny, though. I mean, on the... Like, on the other side of the point, it, this is exactly what the Super League teams were trying to avoid. If they do come in and start spending stupid money, then yes. it's exactly what they didn't want to happen. And now it's happened six months later. So they, it's quite funny. So you can't really begrudge them that because I'm sure everyone, if it was your club, you'd be buzzing if they're going to spend money. But the thing we don't know yet is, are they just going to throw money at it, like Dan said? And from their point of view, before they start thinking about signing Mbappe, they need to win a game in the Premier League this season. Otherwise, they'll be in the Championship <laughs> yeah. next season. Yeah, yeah. So they can't do anything until January. Can they? They can change the manager, but they can't really do anything else. So they just need to focus on getting their first win. I'm sure maybe a new manager or bringing someone else in might give the players an uplift, but you know, Gerard they've got to focus on this season. And it's it won't it won't be instant. It won't it wasn't instant with Man City. They started, you know, signing Rubinho and these sort of players, but it wasn't instant success. It takes time. And it's a case of how long they last and uh, how interested they are, how much they're going to invest. Sorry, he's hungry like the wolf. Yes. Do do know that. Oh, there are lots of countries where it's illegal to be gay, not just Saudi. Yeah, I think we're holding the World Cup in one of them. Um, That's correct. <laughs> well done, football. <laughs> Classic. Yeah, I mean, we, we always say that, don't we, that um, money doesn't buy you success, but I can't really think of many times where that's not been the case. Because if we think of the biggest spenders over the last 30 years since the inception of the Premier League, the biggest spenders have won the most trophies. Yes, mm. correct. Oh, Manny raises a good wanna, point. Yeah, do you want to read Manny's comment? That's yeah, that is, that is a good <coughs> Not even in that. Manny, you're bang on. You're bang on. Loads of countries have done horrendous stuff against uh, Manny says, but this Manny says, if we say put the comment on something and read out the comments. Oh, yeah, sorry. Otherwise, people listening to this and they can't tell you what the comment is. Manny says, to be honest, India, Russia, China have all done state-led atrocious stuff on its people, all have owned Premier League clubs where money... Before money, money before mortality in football. Um, Have a club ever been directly owned by a state, though? I think this is the first one in the Premier League. I know that Abramovich has got massive links to the Russian government. I'm about to get shot by the. I'm about to get shot through the window. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, Don't um, go to Peter Express. Is that Larder doing? I've <laughs> <laughs> um, come see the 321 meter spire. Uh, <laughs> but I think I think this is the first one that's actually got a link back to a government that yeah well we all know what they did money talks got some oil don't they got some oil have they got, got any oil. gas it's more than we've got <laughs> no, that's, the that's the russians with the gas that's the russians um harry do you think that i mean there's been so many conversations over the last couple of days of um who people think newcastle are going to sign and whether it's going to be a success but it, it does seem that the success question seems to just, be splitting opinion as much as anything else. Do you think that there will there will be success in Newcastle in the next five years, or do you think this project will flop? I think if they get it right, of course they can. But we chatted, didn't we, about when Chelsea first got their money early on, when City got their money, they had the free reign to go mental, didn't they? But now FFP and that's around. 
they've just got to be clever with it. And if they do they it right, the small first. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, of course you can get it if you if you do it right, you can get it right. And you know, they're, they're I've seen the interview with that woman who scares the shit out of me. By the way, you know the the, the blonde woman. That one, the one with her eyes. She, really yeah, she looks like uh, Voldemort's <laughs> stepmom or something. But Amanda Stabler. <laughs> But yeah, so she like seems like she knows what's about, which is promising good things. So yeah, it could be that. I, I think they can get it right, and it's exciting for the Newcastle fans because obviously it's like a football manager game for their club now, and every transfer window mm-hmm. they're going to have the pick of the bunch to try and get who they can. So I have to say they are a really self entitled bunch of fans. Oh, it's it's only, Newcastle. Newcastle. I don't know what the only worst like could have happened to is Villa. Villa is the only one it could have been worse. I, I personally so think I, I'm, I'm happy for them deep down. They, they've had, I know it, it ain't been terrible, but they've had it bad the last 15 years, haven't they? And they're a huge club, huge fan base. <laughs> have they had it bad though, Harry? I think they've, they had they've, had no, they've had nothing to look forward to. They get knocked out of the first round. Are you round saying there's nothing to do in Newcastle? Well, they've lost football, really? but not even that's good, is it? So, but no, they've no. been like, they've gone down to League One, they haven't gone out of business. They've finished comfortably in the Premier League. They've I mean, got the... like a chairman that promised stuff and he was just a dickhead. Really. He's plastering Sports Direct all over the stands, changing the Alan Shearer pub to the number nine pub because he fell out of Alan Shearer. Loads of little things that we probably don't know about, but the fa- at the end of the day, the fans know the most, don't they? And they weren't happy. Mm. And, you know, they're happy now. They've, they've replaced a really horrible bloke with <laughs> some, really hor- some really horrible people. Yeah, but if, he, they spend, if these horrible people spend money and give them success... That's, yeah, exactly. Shit, yeah. So, there we go. Yeah, it's some sort of football. Do, do you think it will bring sort of a, an investment to the northeast with it? Because that's what always seems to be the promise, isn't it, Jack? With these sort of things, it's like, well, I think they're going to invest in the in the city and, and that sort of thing. And I suppose they're getting this thing next week called broadband. And they've got plus net up there. Is it not quite the Yorkshire? Isn't it? Yes. Um, <laughs> um, are they? Good? I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, success means means obviously more people will go to the games, but they've got a good following anyway in Newcastle, haven't they? Mm. You probably get more tourist fans, which uh, is the same which is the same with every club that starts getting success really. So it could have those things. But I don't know if the Saudis are going to come in and say we're going to build a another Northern Angel or whatever. Um, Angel of the North. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. Northern Angel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you spoke to on a night out once Um do you, do you think, Harry, that it's going to make the case for a Super League even stronger now that there is another powerhouse to potentially back it? Well, if there is a Super League, Newcastle won't be invited, surely. Their success does not get them the invitation, does it? Well, I've got Arsenal one. They've got the history, haven't they, and being in the Champions League? Well, what about in the same recent years, it feels like it hasn't been. Mm. No, they won't get the invitation, Newcastle. I don't think, even though they are cajillion jillionaires now. The Super League won't happen until ten years. Until ten years' time. Um, excellent. Is there anything else anybody who has a burning desire to talk about? Adama Traoré's contract. Oh, of course, yeah, the clickbait in the title. Um, <laughs> Harry, I'll let you take this one. No, yeah, because we mentioned earlier that he hasn't started the last two games, and it's got to be linked with his the contract, and it's been going on and on and on and on and on, and allegedly. 100 grand a week. Is he worth it? Is he worth 100 grand a week with his stats? He's a unique player, but will he sign the contract? I don't know. And I think if it don't get sorted, he will not be starting against Villa. And I think uh, it's going to disrupt the team a bit, isn't it? Until it's sorted. Uh, do you think he's worth 100 grand a week, Jack? Um, Based on goals yes. and assists. Sometimes no. no. <laughs> it's, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because he's just he can just be so hit and miss, but the start of this season, he was our best player. Let's not forget that. And then he's, I know he's fallen out of the team last time, but 
let's see how he does against Villa. But you know what he wants. And if you want to keep him, that's what you've got to give him in it. So the problem is, that the, I think the real worry would be, because he's so hit and miss, is that the ink goes dry on that hundred grand a week and then he's rubbish for the rest of the season because he can't be asked. And that might be, you know, that might be the kick in the teeth. And it's a risk. You know, I understand why it's a risk, but it's a risk we've got to take if you want to start moving up the league, really, I think. So. Bayless? Um, Gone in January, apparently. Paul? Thing is, when he has his day, he is very, very good. And I have in the past called him the Deontay Wilder of football, but that big <laughs> dosser got knocked the fuck out. So... <laughs> oh, brilliant. I'd say if yeah. we get 50 plus million, I'd, I'd sell him. Buy a I very think... good centre back and another. I hope Neto's back or get another winger in or a centre midfielder as well. No, nah, we'll probably just buy two wingers, thanks. Uh, <laughs> if we got oh, yeah. if we got points for dribbles, we'd be in the Champions League by now. <laughs> just put it yeah, you, you'd be in the Europa League after a Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be treble winners, mate, on a Saturday night. Lovely. So, I mean, obviously we're, we're quite nervous about it Saturday. Should we just get battered before the game? Is that... what, what, <laughs> I don't know. Well, I know we're going back onto personal conversations, but what are your plans, Sam? What time are you heading up? Um, not sure yet. So, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty easy, really. I don't know where to get the nine. Not... No, no, no. We're with the poor people. Oh, okay. Well, I think um, I'll probably aim to get in there about 11-ish. 11-ish Briar Rose probably will probably be the location for anybody listening. You're right, not okay. to drink. Yeah. You're not allowed to drink? Because that curry we had. Yeah. So That's why you get a late get train up. I've got to be in town beforehand, and then I'm going to come up for about one-ish. We, we're doing beforehand. We're, we're getting off topic, aren't we? We are um, getting massively off topic. Anybody wants Let's... to stay and listen to our, us making plans for Saturday, you're welcome to. <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, look, we'll, we'll stop it there, then, shall we? We'll say goodbye to Harry Manson. Yes, goodbye, everyone. Have a nice weekend. Jack Williams. Bye, everybody. And Dan Bayliss. See you on Saturday when I go back on what I just said and get absolutely battered. And it is a goodbye from me. Goodbye. <laughs> Smash the gluten. Always happens. <laughs> Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.